0: to A.B. Cinema.
1: Hello, everyone. It is Friday, August 12th. My name is Adam. And I'm Bailey. And this is A.B. Cinema. Um, today we're just, today we're going to go over some news, talk about things that are coming out. Uh, for starters, Top Gun Maverick, in case you hadn't had the chance to see it, will be returning to theaters this weekend in Paramount's top gun maverick appreciation weekend and so you'll be able to catch an imax ScreenX, x dolby bailey and i both fell in love with this movie bailey are you excited to catch it again did you see it did you have the chance to see it in imax the first time around
0: no i haven't seen it in imax and i probably won't see it in imax just because i there's not one near me and i'm not willing to drive three hours to to watch it
1: (laughs) yeah I think the the nearest IMAX screen near me isn't showing it so it's in select theaters so if you are lucky enough and you have the opportunity please go out catch Top Gun Maverick again just give more money to it and also just see it in IMAX I think this is one of those movies that really deserves to be seen on the biggest screen possible but uh moving on now into our news, one of the biggest things that came out this week was announced yesterday is the announcement of the Disney price hikes for Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus. Billy, what's changing here?
0: So, the interesting thing is Disney Plus is going to be introducing an ad supported tier, and that is going to remain the same price as what customers currently pay for Disney Plus. And then there's going to be an ad free tier which will be a premium price of 1099 I hate that they call it a premium price. Um, and then Hulu is getting a price hike as well. Ad supported is 799. Ad free is 1499. ESPN plus is just going up to 9.99. But this is where things get interesting and it's always been like this for the most part, uh, where if you get the ad free tier of like Hulu and Disney Plus, that those are the two that most people subscribe to. And if you get the ad sup- or ad free tier of the bundle plan, it's going to end up being like five bucks cheaper than if you were to get both separate. And so that's going to be coming into play and something that a lot of people might consider just because it makes it easier. You're getting an extra streaming service just in case you want to watch it. I think the Super Bowl is always on there and that's American pastime so I I don't know like I I feel like the the bundle plan is the way to go going forward
1: yeah so here's my question then and this is a larger conversation but do you think ads have a place in streaming or do you think that this price difference will really see not only how loyal people are but how far they're willing to go in terms of streaming plans and prices
0: I do think that ad, ads and streaming are important. And the reason I say that is because it tells the audience what the shows, or it tells the the streamer what the audiences are watching more of. Like, a lot of times they can see that, but they can see where most of their revenue is coming from. And so, like, we, we've we talked about this previously with Netflix bringing their ad tier uh, later this year, or early next year, and it's, it's going to do a lot more good for the service to know what the audiences are wanting so they can get a better idea of what to bring the audiences. Like, let's say, for example, shows that are coming out next year. Like, let's say Percy Jackson is a flop. And actually, it's probably not coming out till 2024. But anyway, regardless of that, um, let's say it's a flop. Disney Plus will be able to get a better idea of how many viewers it's getting based on that show versus shows like the Mysterious Benedict Society that came out last year. And so it's it's going to be a very interesting transition to see what shows continue forward on these streaming services. Like, will Sandman get a sequel series or a, sev- a, s- a second season? And so like, those are kind of the questions that these big streamers are going to be able to get. And that's that's a good thing. Do I like it? No.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say for me, it's a little bit jarring because I feel like we've lived so long without advertisements in our streaming, and now they're you'll have to play, you have to pay premium to avoid them. And I know even in the case of NBC's Peacock, even if you pay for the ad free tier, that's still unlimited to certain things. You still might have ads. It just depends on what you're watching. And I know. It seems to be a little bit misleading, but yeah, it's just I don't know. I'm I'm kind of against ads and streaming, but and because you know another pod, but it's like streaming services are so finicky about releasing the numbers for who's streaming what. So I don't know that ads will make it better, but yeah. Anyways, that's another rant. <laughs> but uh, moving on, so that's Disney. So if you have if you're subscribed to Disney Plus, Hulu, or ESPN Plus, be sure to check out those numbers and to know what you're getting into paramount uh is announced the sonic hedgehog 3 release date bailey when will this movie come out
0: this movie is going to have the exact same release date as avatar 3 and it will be released in december of 2024 so move on over james cameron sonic is coming to take your box office numbers from you and so that's that that's when you can expect this movie the Uh, Blue Devil will be returning to cinemas then.
1: Yeah, my guess is that just like uh, the character of that movie, this one will go fast um, out of theaters because Avatar 3 will be raking up uh, box office receipts depending on how the second one performs. And um, speaking of uh, movies that are coming out, the Karate Kid reboot is in the works. And again, so what's going on here
0: In the wakes of Netflix's popularity with the series Cobra Kai, Sony has been thinking that they want to get a bigger piece of that money. And so what do they do when they see that a hit show is coming onto Netflix and it's giving them a lot of money? Well, they want to make all of the money for themselves. And so they decided to reboot The Karate Kid for a second time. Actually, technically third time. Because we got the... Yeah, we had the Hilary Swank one which technically was a sequel, but was also kind of a reboot to see if they could continue in the franchise. But, um, yeah, we are getting a sequel or reboot in some way, a spiritual successor. And the twist about this story is it's going to follow a boy from China. I could be corrected on that. Uh, moves to Brooklyn to teach an older man who runs a pizza or sandwich shop and he tries to teach him kung fu, which is going to be really interesting. It's intriguing to me just because it's a weird twist. I don't see how it will work. It seems kind of strange, but I am. I I. What would be really fun is if this is a Mr. Miyagi movie. I I think that would be kind of cool, but it would be it would be really different if it was. Have a period piece set in like the fifties or something of him coming to the United States. And I don't know who knows. It would be really interesting.
1: Yeah. I don't understand. I feel like they just did. And I know they didn't just do it, but the karate kid with Jaden Smith, which was, I feel like actually kind of okay, kind of good. And now we're doing it again. So, I mean, it sounds like maybe other, maybe decade and a half sony will reboot the karate kid franchise for another generation of fans um yeah and i don't i'm not too
0: i'm not too bothered by it if they do end up going with this plan because i feel like it's different enough for it to be considered a reboot but i
1: feel like it's not even the same story then you know it's not and maybe that's and maybe that's I don't. I don't know. So then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just know if they don't sweep the leg, the movie's failed me. Okay. But uh, moving on, the last uh, area of news we want to cover is all over Warner Discovery. So first off, Greg Berlanti is a possible candidate for DC Films as a Kevin Feige figure. Bailey, for those of, those who don't know, who's Greg Berlanti?
0: Greg Berlanti is. Uh... He he runs Berlanti Productions, but he is the man responsible for bringing us shows like Arrow, The Flash. Almost every single show on the CW comes from him and his studio's um, production company, and so he is the one that brought the Arrowverse together and created the cohesiveness between those shows. As my thoughts on this are. I think that he's a good candidate for someone like a Kevin Feige figure because he has a lot of passion for those projects. But at the same time, I feel like he's already had his tenure and opportunity to have a cohesive universe and was successful. And I think that they should try to give the reins to some new blood so that we aren't retreading a lot of the same stories that we saw in the previous Arrowverse shows and I I really only saw like Arrow in the first couple seasons of Flash and the first season of Superman and Lois but that was that's all I've watched from that and I I'm curious to see how that kind of news would be received by the fandom um but we're going to get into it cuz uh DC is a hot mess for Warner Discovery right now
1: oh I know and i i can't i can't say same as you i can't say that i've watched all of those you know arrowverse shows and you know something about the cw quality not even the quality just you know i i don't know it's hard for me to get into it it's like those shows are of a of a past era and i don't i don't understand them but like yeah it's hard for me to get into them and i'll stop talking because i haven't seen them so i can't really give a legitimate opinion on them <laughs> But, uh, speaking of hot mess, the Flash film, which, you know, Zass Leffet touted as being one of the s- films the studio was most proud about or most excited about in rake of recent Ezra Miller controversy, uh, it seems as though this film could be up in the air and that they might have a few options, but I, I don't know, Bailey, what, what options do they have here? Where do they go with this movie now?
0: So this came from The Hollywood Reporter, and so they're very reputable regarding movie news, and what happened was some insider leaks, and this could be completely false. It doesn't necessarily have any real movement to it, but uh, since it does come from a reputable source, it's it's to be taken with a smaller piece of salt. Um, the first option is that Ezra Miller would be very little of the press if they were to seek professional help after returning home. And we already know that he's evaded the cops, and we've heard recently that Child Protective Services is out to get him too. And they're on the hunt for Ezra Miller. And, which is interesting because apparently, with some recent news, they went back and reshot some scenes for The Flash within the last month or two. So even with all of the warrants for his arrest and all of the police and child protective services going for him, the studio still had him working and didn't turn him in. Good job, Warner Media. The second option is that the film will still release without Miller doing press for the movie. And that's an option that I would be totally okay with because we know that if Ezra Miller is to be in the press, he's only going to be getting questions about about his scandals that have come out. And then the last one would be scrapping the film completely and count it as a loss. Which, if Ezra Miller's behavior continues the way it's going, I see this being the most likely of the options that are given. So, those are the three options for the Flash film. What do you think about that?
1: I, you know, Kevin Smith, I believe is his name, Mm -hmm. who is a part of the duo of Jay and Silent Bob, came out and said, I don't understand how the Batgirl movie was scrapped and this movie wasn't. And I had a friend who, you know, speaking of non-reputable sources, I had a friend who said that he read the script and the script didn't see that good or, you know, I've read online or heard rumors that the test audiences weren't super thrilled with the Batgirl movie and that's a reason they canceled it. But I just don't understand why they would cancel a movie based on the quality of what's shot. And like I don't understand how this movie isn't in hotter water than it's in. Because for as much trouble, in, in quotes, as they've avoided thus far, upon the release of this movie, or anywhere near the release of this movie, all that's going to float to the surface. And how can you... Back a film like this, and you know, back the work that's been put in, and I don't know, you know, I guess innocent until proven guilty on Ezra Miller. That's me. That's me playing the devil's advocate. But it seems as though he's got a lot going on, and with such trouble around your central star, who seems like all he is is in trouble, I just don't know how you don't just shirk that, you know, immediately avoid that. So. My, my, my vote, my thought would be, and I guess it's too expensive to do, but reshoot the movie with somebody who's not Ezra Miller, or you gotta scrap it, like...
0: I mean, they could easily just film a couple scenes where, like, we know he's gonna be time-traveling in this movie, we've seen it in the little glimpses that we've gotten from the DC fandom like, little blips of footage that we've gotten, but... Like, they could easily have him come back and just look completely different. No explanation needed. Like, like, just say the time force messed with his appearance and he looks different now. And that that's an easy fix for it, but it's also... And honestly, I, I think if that were to happen, the audience would probably cheer for that. <laughs> um, it's it's probably a cheer-worthy moment for, for people. But I... I consider this film a loss no matter what at this point. Cuz if they do release it with him still in it, it's probably going to tank because of all of the controversy surrounding him. If they do release it without him, I I, I seriously have no idea what Warner Brothers is going to do with this, but they've got they've got a big a big problem they've got to deal with and they're not making any moves.
1: And that's the thing is that like I feel like Warner Brothers and Warner Discovery are making all these big moves but it's like they're also ignoring this big glaring issue, you know? It's like they're making all these huge decisions but they're also avoiding making a big decision they should make and and I I just don't know. And you know, we could talk about this for a while, but my thing is is that for us who for you know, people like us who listen to movie news, look it up all the time and want to know what's going on, we know about Ezra Miller but I think the larger audience who knows how much mainstream coverage that gets. But when this movie gets closer, I feel like that's when we'll really, we'll really know what public perception is around him. And so I just, I just don't, I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. Do you have, do you have anything else to add on the flash film other than they shot themselves in the foot with this one?
0: No. Um, I I think, well, yes, yes, I do. Um, they should have canceled this movie before this week because now they're not even going to get a tax write-off on this, and so that's that's the part that is the biggest blow to Warner Brothers. And I don't see why, because the test screenings apparently have been really good for this film, but this movie is just kind of doomed at this point. They shouldn't have cast Ezra Miller.
1: Unfortunate, yeah. Unfortunate for them, Ezra Miller had to ruin it all. But um. Moving on elsewhere in the DC universe or the DC cinematic universe, DC extended universe as it is called, uh, Zazie Beats will be returning for the Joker sequel. Do we know anything about what she'll be doing in this role? Or
0: no, I, I this this is the <laughs> one piece of news that baffles me just about yeah. as much, or maybe even more than it being a musical. Like I understand, like it's believable that it can be a musical. I get why they're doing it. But at the same time, I think that this, with the fate of her character in the first movie that was heavily alluded to with the gunshots and the police sirens and all of that, I think that this is one of the most puzzling pieces of news that has come out surrounding this film.
1: Just speculating, perhaps he has conversations with her or has created a persona. Around her, that probably doesn't exist, or you know, because even her fate in the movie wasn't sealed, right? It was kind of up to your interpretation and how you watched the movie. But, um, you know, i, I am I right? I didn't feel like it was very definitive, you know,
0: the whole movie itself didn't feel like it had a definitive yeah. story,
1: okay. So I just wanted to make sure that we that, that, that I wasn't losing it here. so I, I I mean, maybe she's still alive or, you know, maybe some she he's created. who knows? who knows what's going on? And so, but I mean I'm a zazzy beats fan you throw her in anything and I think she's okay even in Bull- I don't know In Bullet Train, she kind of was a one- everybody there was a one trick pony and had one thing to do with their role but I mean she she was still going for it that so, was the purpose of those her. characters so
0: yeah <laughs> I, yeah
1: um so yeah Zazzy beats will be returning uh the penguin spinoff said to be filming in February are you surprised this is Still happening. Yes.
0: And the reason is because there was actually some news today that came out saying that the Batman 2 still hasn't been greenlit. Yeah, I read that too. And so that's what's most surprising to me. And I think the reason it hasn't been greenlit is because they probably don't have a complete script finished for it. Because I'm sure that Matt Reeves has been working on The Penguin Show trying to write that and get that finished. So, it's either he needs to bring someone else on with the same mindset and perspective and have somebody else write it with him, because I I think that's the only way that we're going to see this Batman universe expand a little bit more. And if DC has any kind of mind, they would try to just turn the Batman franchise into the beginning of a DC universe and scrap everything else and say it's just extended material, which... At this point, they could do because it's... I look at it as if it were the Iron Man of the DC universe because Iron Man, like, who would have thought that we would have seen aliens invade Earth four years from when that movie was released and and him fighting alongside a god. And so, like, I, I do think that it, at this point, it is possible to bring those kind of characters in and kind of mix this universe together, but i that's thats a completely different podcast. I'm just happy the Penguin show is getting... It's just getting done.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you said that, because I was thinking about it, a couple of things to follow up, and then you hit me with that. It's a different pod, so I, I agree. We'll stick on the, on the Penguin. I'm just surprised that this, movie, this show is still being made given the cancellations of everything Warner Discovery has done, and that somehow... This one's still still fine. So hats off. Still want to see more Colin Farrell. Still excited to see what happens. And um, I'm excited for this to come out. Uh, the last bit of news we have is J.J. Abrams' Constantine series is said to still be in the works. So, Bailey, for those who aren't aware, what is Constantine and what does J.J. Abrams have planned here?
0: Constantine or Constantine depending on how you want to pronounce it is a character that has been seen in so many different iterations Uh, we have seen Matt Ryan play him in a in the Arrowverse and his own show we've seen uh, Keanu Reeves play Constantine in a movie that came out in the 2000s I believe and most recently we've seen um, Jenna Coleman it play a version of the character in the sandman and my thoughts on this is that if hbo max somehow had an agreement because it is technically a warner brothers property jj abrams should definitely just continue the joanna constantine storyline that was set up in the sandman i think that is the most cohesive way to go forward if they're going to do that have it be its own thing separate from the DC universe it would just provide a very interesting and different perspective and it worked for the sandman i think it could work for hbo max too but there may be some rights to the that character specifically that they may not be See, able to cross
1: and that's what i was going to ask because am i wrong or the sandman you're referencing the sandman on netflix correct
0: yeah which the sandman if you watch the show the Warner Brothers logo comes up when you're watching it. And so I I so I'm it not is sure it's a Warner
1: Brothers production still. Yeah, but it's on Netflix and I believe it is a DC comic the sandman, correct? It is. Yeah, so um I mean, yeah, I I don't know what what's the last thing JJ J. Abrams made that I was a huge fan of?
0: For me it was the first Star Trek movie. That was it.
1: Yeah, see, that's what I think
0: of. Or even I mean... Super 8 further back. <laughs> which
1: are you were you not I a fan am... of The Force Awakens?
0: No. That's okay. copy and paste New Hope.
1: Yeah, you're right. And and I know that's the argument, but I still think it was exciting and fun in its own right. Um
0: To an extent.
1: <laughs> to an extent so that's
0: a different pod
1: yeah you're right i mean i'm just trying to think you know do so jj were, just needs you to, didn't
0: like uh, rise of the skywalker
1: you know that is my most maligned star wars movie ever made and that is an entire pod on its own Jeez, jeez, louise but uh yeah no i i don't know i mean i have faith in jj i think Question mark? Maybe he just needs to work with Damon Lindelof all the time. <laughs> but um yeah, and even more so, what's confusing, I, I suppose, is this Constantine or Constantine character. Just because I feel like even Ke- I almost said John Wick, even Keanu Reeves' film was more of a niche film, and it wasn't. It wasn't a flop. Maybe it was a flop, but now it's more of a cult movie, or you know, it's accrued it's a cult following, or people watch it and love it, but it wasn't critically reviewed critically raved or even enthusiastically received by audiences everywhere. Um but you know, I'm I'm interested or curious, I suppose. And maybe I just want maybe I just want JJ Abrams to hit something out of the park. So yeah. Um and so that's what we have on JJ Abrams and Constantine. And our last bit of news apparently, we have some slow production on Supergirl Green Lantern and and more it appears Bailey what what is this more what's going on here?
0: so there a lot of stuff was hinging on the flash's success, and that is things like the supergirl movie with Sasha Kaye um, who is is going to be supergirl in the flash movie if it ever comes into if it if the rest of the world is able to see it with their own eyes. And then Green Lantern Core is a show that I believe Greg Berlanti is on and producing for Warner Discovery. It slowed down its production just because they're trying to figure out their 10-year plan, and so that's kind of what's what's going on with that whole situation. Who knows what's going to happen, but it's sad to see a lot of these projects just get canceled. Like Kevin Smith had a strange, strange adventures show or something like that i can't remember what his show was about but it was said to follow like bizarro and jimmy olsen and be just this wacky show for hbo max so with the cutting of budgets and shows and canceling shows on hbo max they're they're slimming down and it's starting to affect projects that a lot of people were excited for so we'll just have to wait and see. I honestly, I have no idea what's going to happen with DC and Warner Media, and I probably wouldn't expect anything until Comic-Con next year. Just because I feel like they have to get this Zaslav knows he has to get this right in order for it to be a successful franchise. And it has the potential, but I th- I don't think that we'll get a a glimpse of the future until maybe a year from now or even more but that that wraps up all of the slow production in Warner Discovery
1: I just feel I feel like there's a pit in my stomach whenever this whole ever since we started in this pod and just in general whenever we bring up Warner Discovery I feel like they're just lost and you know us as you know people who love movies and anybody who follows it it just it's hard to know what's going on until I feel like they present us or say something that says we know where we're going and what we're doing.
0: Well, I'd, I would would argue that it's very similar to what Marvel Studios experienced recently because there has been a lot of talk about does Marvel even know what they're doing with Phase 4? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until recently, which for comic fans, they saw where it was going with Secret Wars and the Kang Dynasty. Like that was that yeah. all made sense to comic fans. But I feel like it's a similar situation where and that's a completely different pod, but I I do my, think that it's a similar scenario that they're dealing with.
1: I'm trying to think. Because their scenarios are totally different in the sense that Marvel's had the success. marvel machine <laughs> yeah and so that's why like even you know and maybe maybe this is just what it's not even like i'm fond of the dc universe movies and it's just uh, with everything that's happening um maybe they just need to blow up the, blow up the house and rebuild you know brick by brick but this process is just very almost to some degree like sad and it just feels lost so you know i hope i really do you know i don't wish harm on any of them and i don't you know it's not like i'm like down with dc like i really hope they can pull something out and salvage something great that's what i would hope for
0: i hope 10 years from now we're talking about how great the dc universe is and how we're excited for justice league 2 to come out (laughs) <laughs> and and how successful it is. And that Marvel is still doing good with their stuff and they're sharing the the success together. That is the idea. Like, hopefully Zaslav, I, I think he has, he sees the potential and really wants to milk it for what it's worth.
1: I hope in 10 years we're talking about how great the cinematic uh, Top Gun universe is oh. and the next time we see jets flying out of space and fight... Uh, Vendia soul in a car but um, that's just my opinion the <laughs> but, most uh, anticipated
0: crossover ever
1: of all time <laughs> well that should do it for us today uh, we hope everyone's following us on social media we're on Twitter Instagram Facebook Letterboxd you can reach out to our email at abcinema.pod at com. please send us messages like and subscribe to the podcast let us know how we're doing let us know what you guys think what your opinions are on these things what you're looking forward to seeing, what you'd like to hear from us. And we'd be sure to come back and report and let you know what we think. Uh, We hope everyone has a great day and has a wonderful weekend. Be sure to go check out Top Gun Maverick again for the Top Gun Appreciation Weekend. And as always,
0: keep watching movies.